0: I want to thank you so much and welcome you into America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates, Nolan Baker and Scott Kirshner, and myself. My name is Chris Swan. Here's how you reach out, 419-794-3030. It's 419-794-3030, online at americasretirementheadquarters.com. On today's show, if you've got a CD or a certificate of deposit that is maturing soon, we're going to go over some of the options you may be looking at. How do you avoid those oh crap moments of retirement planning, and we're going to talk about a few things that haven't really withstood the test of time, all this and more. But first, we're going to check in with the guys. Nolan, not with us once again. You know, uh, he, he had a short little layover here, I guess, last week, but uh, he's not with <laughs> us again. Jeremy Baker with us, no relation, and Scott Kirshner. So, guys, glad to be with you. How we doing?
1: Well, we're doing very well. Got past the snow we had earlier in the week. You know, in northwest Ohio, I think we experience every season mm-hmm. in uh, a matter of a day or two. It's kind of crazy. So uh, looking forward to the warm weather here this weekend, and um, hopefully it stands true. Yeah, I but think it, uh, we went yeah. through a fake spring, an hour and now we're in third winter. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So thank you again, Jeremy, for stepping in, and um,
0: I think we're ready to roll. I appreciate you guys spending time with us as well. So let's go ahead and dive into the show. April, typically a month when a lot of CDs or certificates of deposit mature, and the timing comes in specific terms, usually from six months to five years, and a grace period normally allows you up to 10 days to do something else with the money so i have to ask does it make sense to move the funds into retirement investments so i go back um i date
1: myself here a little bit but i go back in the days when i first got into my career started working and, and the one thing they said is hey you need to start investing and if you got any money in home laying around you know cds 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 that was the big talk back then you know that's been well, gosh, you know, 35 plus years ago. And I haven't really, I don't stay up on that because, you know, I'm, you know, the health insurance and life insurance and, you know, the um, estate planning and that. Are CDs really that big of a thing now? Because I looked at some articles prior to coming out on the show and I see some of these interest rates that are ridiculously low. And I'm thinking, why would I tie up 13 to, you know, 24 months of my twenty five thousand dollars roughly or whatever it may be for less than one percent. I mean, that doesn't seem like that's a good investment anymore.
2: No, it really isn't. And one of the things we look to as an alternative to CDs is government I bonds. Very similar to back in the day, Grandma would buy you a series double E bond. You know, she'd buy it for $50, it'd have a hundred dollar face value, cash it in, in a 15 20 years and you'd get basically double your money well now what the government has it's actually been out since 1998 the i stands for inflation so it's an inflation protected bond but it's only really become relevant since probably november the last i bonds that were issued in november came out with a 7.12 percent interest rate and that's good up until the end of april And they're going to come out in May with new rates at about 9.62%, which is significantly higher than a CD. Absolutely. I looked at the largest CD today. I couldn't find anything more than 0.2%. Wow. So the inflation bonds, what you do if you need some help, anybody listening out there that has an interest in it, you can call the office. We can guide you through the process. But you go to USTreasuryDirect.gov, and you can purchase the I-bonds. And the way it works is you have to hold them for a minimum of one year. If you cash them out early, you would lose the preceding three months of interest. So if you cash them out in say 11 months, you would get nine months worth of interest. They credit every six months. So like I mentioned, if you bought before May 1st of this year, You would get the 7.12 and then the rolling forward of 9.62 in may every six months the interest credits but it rolls through so if you bought one today you wouldn't see the interest until month five because they assume the first three months they won't credit you because they assume if you cash it out today you wouldn't get that three months right so month five you see something that credits to your account for basically the past four months of interest is there a,
1: a limit to how much you can put in these I-bonds?
2: Yes, it's uh, unfortunately $10,000 per person, so a married couple could put $20,000. So
1: if I have a family of two children, can I put them in their names? Yes, you can.
2: At individual, if they're age of majority, could put them in. You can also use them as gifting strategies. Oh, okay. So that sounds like a,
1: a much better alternative to maybe a one- percent on a CD that money is tied up in can that go down let's say I put in $10,000 is that guaranteed for a 12 month period my money has to stay there for 12 months but is that rate guaranteed
2: well the interest rate will fluctuate it'll so in this case it's going up next month so every six months you'll get a new rate so the money will get credited every six months and then like I mentioned if you cash it out you'd lose three months of interest but Nobody and I hope inflation doesn't stay at seven, eight, nine no. percent. It's not looking too good, though. <laughs> it's infinity, but yes, but, but you know, let's say inflation goes down to zero percent, then you would just cash the bond in and make different decisions.
1: Sure. So that's one one option to do something with your CD money when it comes due. You know, we like to one of the things I refer to these uh, CDs that have little to no earnings is we refer to that as lazy money. Sure. And, uh, you know, I met with a client uh, earlier this week and we were talking about, um, I looked at some of their statements that they had and they've got like $125,000 in cash in a savings account. That too is lazy money. I mean, when you look at the savings rates, when you look at the CD rates, if you've got some significant money into a CD that's lazy money, look at taking a portion of that or if not all of the CD money and purchase a life insurance product. You know, one of the things you're going to gain with a life insurance product is you're going to have some death benefit built in there. You can also use that, and we've talked about this on on previous shows, but you can also add some riders onto there. One of the big ones for retirees is long-term care. Absolutely. You know, if you look at a long-term, if you don't have any long-term care, uh, you know, insurance put in place right now, take cash, use it, that lazy money, use it to buy life insurance with a long-term care rider on it. And then you can also take that and have liquidity in the cash value that's in there. You know, so that's a really nice option. Uh, One of those things that has never lost money is life insurance. You know, we've talked about that several times. I always refer to it as a piece of the investment pie. Sure. You're not going to get rich on it, but you're also not going to lose on it. And it's always going to be there for you. So that's an option that has been very, very popular is taking some of those lazy assets that you have, like a CD that's coming up uh, for maturity here. So if you do nothing at all with a CD, the CD is going to renew at the current rate, but for the same term. So if you've got a 24-month CD and you do nothing at all, that's going to automatically renew at the current CD rate for a 24-month period. So you're right. kind of locking yourself into that that's probably not the best strategy is to do nothing at all right
2: right and one of the big selling points on a cd is that they're backed by the fdic insurance sure so when you take a look at different alternatives like an i bond is definitely it's backed by the full faith and credit of the u.s government and then when you talk about the life leverage policy which offers chronic critical and terminal illness mm-hmm. riders and coverage that's backed by the full faith and credit of the underlying insurance company. So a lot of people are attracted to CDs because of their safeness where they have the FDIC insurance. But these other alternatives we're talking about are relatively the same as a, for liquidity purpose and guarantees.
1: Yeah, one of the big things you need to do is really, if you have CDs that are coming up and maturing at this point, you need to ask yourself a few questions. One, has your goals with your... Your finances changed at all? Has your money goals changed? Are you, obviously, you're older than you were when you put the money in there. If it's a 12 month, you're only a year older, not a big deal. But if you've got a five year CD and it's coming up for maturity five years later, you've got to reevaluate what your goals are. Have your goals changed? You know, are you looking to maybe invest? a little more safely into the market? Are you looking for some long-term care insurance as we mentioned earlier? What are your new goals moving forward? Do you really wanna commit your money to a CD? I mean, that's a big question you need to ask. Do you like that lower rate? Yes, it's safe. You know, if you're getting 1% or less, it's safe. You're not gonna lose that money, but is that gonna cut it for you? And are you happy with that interest rate? So you have to ask yourself a lot of questions about what are my long-term goals or my short-term goals with the CDs that are coming up for renewal.
2: A lot I, of things could change. Yeah, one of the biggest things, too, is we're talking about a period of high inflation is the fact that that money you put away, when you think about inherent risks, so inflation is a risk. So that purchasing power of your dollar that maybe you put away for 12 months, 3 months, three years five years that you know ten thousand hundred thousand dollars that you have sitting at the bank is losing purchasing power because it you know now it costs ten times as much as a gallon of gasoline or your electric bill is much higher so you know when you look at risk and reward for investments you sure have, it's safe but you also have to look at the inherent risk of the purchasing power that you're losing
1: you know i was just looking at some of the interest rates here and on these uh, cds on online here in this article And uh, it's kind of scary because when you look at this, here's one um, a 13 month, $25,000 investment at a 1.15% is going to get you $312.
2: (laughs) $312. Yeah, you're almost losing money. That's like consider that what things cost nowadays. Well, so I have a pickup truck.
1: That's like two and a half tanks of gas, and I'm only earning. $312 $312 on a $25,000 investment, no thank you. I'm going to move that money. But that's where we're at today. Sure. you know. So once again, if you don't know what to do, you have a need with uh, some CD or lazy money that's coming up for renewal, reach out to us. We can always uh, give you some different options, different alternatives. We could look at the life insurance options. We could look at just taking that money and reinvesting it in different tools. And like we've always said, you need different buckets of money when you get into that retirement time and reach out to us and we'd be happy to help you
0: the number is 419-794-3030, whether it is, you know, talking about the life insurance option or the I-bonds, as Jeremy pointed out there, you know, there is a maximum of $10,000, uh, you know, 20000 for a couple. But still, that is $20,000 that could grow uh, at a significantly higher rate than, than you're going to get from a CD. You know, growing up as a kid, my mom would put money into an account for us with CDs. And I always thought of CDs, you know, as a kid, compact discs. And as those have gone by the wayside, maybe the same sort of thing with these certificates of deposit, not necessarily you know, going by the wayside, but not nearly as attractive or appealing. So being able to explore those other options, especially as you get closer to these mature dates and, and you know, there is a a finite window there where you can make any changes. So if you've got one coming up or you're not sure when one is coming up, America's Retirement Headquarters can help you with that and, and explore the different options if and when that time comes, if moving is the right choice for you guys. With the number 419 Thirty thirty. I recently read an article that talked about the oh crap moments of retirement planning. I think I can say that on the air. The uh, life events that can suddenly derail <laughs> finances. What are some of these events that have brought people into your office, and and how can you head them off with proper planning?
1: You know, that's a really that's a really good. I read an article as well and uh, about that very thing. And um, nothing can blow up a retirement plan that you've got put in place than unexpected health. Costs and, and uh, catastrophic health events. You know, there's a lot of different things that can really blow up your your investment and in retirement and change directions drastically. Being in the being the health guy and the health benefits guy here, this is one of the the top things for me. And one of the things I really try to do is make sure that everybody that I talk to and everybody that I work with has a proper health insurance plan put in place. We don't want to without the proper plan and then have that catastrophic claim of some sort and then have to dip into their finances and their resources that they've got put aside to bail them out. Right, And that's huge, you know, and we never plan for these things to happen. They just seem to all of a sudden happen.
2: One of my favorite sayings is life happens while you're making
1: other plans. Oh, that's a great! I, I like that. I'm gonna. You don't have a patent on that, do you?
2: I don't think. I think it's like a Snoopy quote or Snoopy, something. Snoopy. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, well, I like
1: so that. I like that. I'm might, gonna use Charles it. Charles Schultz might have a patent. I mean, All right. You can well, go ahead and use it. I'm gonna use that. So one of the things that's important to do is to actually make sure that your uh, if you're in Medicare, then make sure that you've got the proper Medicare plans put in place. Uh, you can maximize your your benefits and, and minimize your out of pocket expenses by choosing the right plan. If you don't have that in place, then you're looking at some significant cost out of pocket. This is very near and dear to me. I'm experiencing it right now with with my mom, and uh, I put her back in the hospital, and she's actually got out of the hospital. It's. <laughs> I, I told them at the hospital I need an office here, and I need to be on staff because I'm here as much as I am at the office. But you know, fortunately for her, I've got her in a nice Medicare Advantage plan, and everything of her needs at this point have been covered. She hasn't really had to tap into any of her um, uh, investments or resources at this time. So that's a good thing. But um, trouble making financial decisions. I mean, putting it off and kicking the can down the road is another, another situation that can really put you behind the eight ball, so to speak, if you're not properly prepared for um, life's happenings. Losing a loved one becoming a widower or a widow. And you know we talked about it uh, last week on the show or two weeks ago on the show, I should say, right. where if you're not up to speed with what your husband or wife or partner are, are doing with their finances and that person passes away, you could be left completely in the dark and actually in a bad situation mm-hmm. when it comes to your finances.
2: Yeah, I think a lot of people, it's much easier to procrastinate and it's not just a healthcare crisis, it's, you know, a financial crisis as well. You know, recently I was in the hospital and had uh, quite significant medical bills, but I did have the coverage in place. You know, a lot of that thanks goes to you, Scott, for Thank that, you. because we talked about that, you know, being 47 and that I'm not very close to or in retirement but I think a lot of folks and you know financially speaking as well it's much easier just to not think about it or not talk about it and we did talk about that a couple of weeks ago where communication is the key uh, letting people know what your wishes are and then for me and I know Nolan says this a lot it's it's best to buy insurance before your house burns down yeah so having those conversations that thought it's not just an insurance piece but also Having your financial ducks in a row because something could happen I know my father was he was sick at 53 my parents didn't expect his income just to go away because he he had an illness that prevented him from working and it's not always something that you could prepare for but you can have those conversations the what ifs you know like disability I know and we talk a lot about long-term care mm-hmm And my thing with both of those, it's either going to happen or it's not going to happen. But if it does, you want to have something in place. Same thing with your finances. You want to have sort of a catastrophe plan or something like that, or at least have those conversations where you're not just putting it off, putting it off, because something inevitably is going to happen. I call them life-changing events, and normally you want them to be a positive thing. You get a bonus at work, you get a raise, or you get... Everybody loves those things, but it's, it's often the, the things that we don't think about that you want to prepare for and have a plan in place. And the crazy thing is there's countless
1: people out there. You know, if you sat down and talked to them, and in fact, uh, you know, the people in our office here, the people that we deal with, if you uh, just take a moment and think about this, you know somebody that has been negatively impacted by a catastrophe in their life, whether it's a death of a a parent or a child or a health situation that has caused a hardship on their finances. Everybody out there knows that. And then there's everybody out there knows somebody that's been, you know, maybe like hit the lottery or a big bonus or something like that. Those don't happen as often as the yeah, life not nearly. changing uh, no because I mean look at we're getting older right I hate to admit that but we are getting <laughs> older and, and uh, our health you know I tell a lot of my clients your health is not going to get better as you age unfortunately that things break you know uh, so another thing to think about is um, and I'm dealing with this uh, right now with my mother um, she's been in the hospital seven times she's been either in the hospital or in rehab seven times in the last nine months so the last time when I went in to see her here uh, just a couple of days ago, we had a, a very, very difficult decision, which brings me to the one of the points here with your uh, preparing for that catastrophe. And that is a lot of the older people want to stay in place. Sure. And what I mean by that is they don't want to go into a home. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's tough. That's really, really tough. In the last situation that I had with my mom, I was at home with her, uh, spent a couple of nights with her. And it was, um, well, to say the least, it was overbearing for me and physically difficult for myself. It gave me a whole new level of appreciation for what the health care providers and workers do in the facilities, the nursing homes and the long-term care facilities. Their job's not easy. You know and talking with mom about you know mom we can't keep doing this I mean we're looking at seven times and the peace of mind for the family to know that someone is watching over your loved one and if they fall or if they have that health issue that health condition that sickness or something that causes them to not be able to take care of themselves at least they're somewhere Mm -hmm. to uh, have somebody take care of them long-term care is very costly we've talked about that several times
2: not to belabor the point of long-term care but it is topical I mentioned this a lot that most and you're experiencing this with your mother you said seven times but most long-term care or that type of treatment is short-term and reoccurring so it's like mom sprains her ankle has to go into the hospital something happens she maybe slips and falls so it's very short-term and reoccurring so you need to know your coverage and the other thing I will say is you know we talked about most people don't want to go into a facility it's because they want to maintain control absolutely so the way to maintain control is to while you're in control take control of your finances take control of your health insurance take control of the matters you can control while you can't control them before somebody else you know tells you how it has to go yeah, if you don't have the proper coverage
1: in place, then you're going to be it's going to be dictated to you on where you're going to go based on the finances that you have available at the time.
2: Right. And no nobody wants to do that and no family wants to see their mother or father dictated where they have to go. And I guarantee you if you ask somebody in retrospect, everybody's going to tell you, "Yeah, I wish I would have done this or I wish I would have done that." So I guess, you know, our advice is Get advice or put something in place before that happens
1: yeah i can tell you this um on a personal note if you sit down and talk with your family member that is going through this mom's 84 and we're we're having heart-to-heart discussions about this and uh, she's receptive of this she's she's acknowledging the fact that it is becoming an issue She still likes her freedom, she still likes her house, and it's difficult. And I know uh, we had John Mangus on last week, and we were talking about preparing the house for the situation where someone were to leave the house and go into a nursing home, talk to them. And one of the things that I've experienced with mom is she's in a facility right now close to home, and they have a lot of uh, different events that are going on. They have bingo, and they have music. Um, This is a neat one. They have happy hour on Fridays at 3 o'clock. I'm like, (laughs) help me in. Uh, Yeah, you know, so. And she's starting to experience these things, and she's actually got a smile on her face again, and she says, you know what, this isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. So talk to them. They'll tell you, and hopefully within reason, understand uh, what's, you know, Coming down the the, the forecast uh, for I, them because it's not easy to give up that freedom.
2: Yeah, and I'm sure with your mother, not only that, she probably the last thing that she wants to be is a burden on you and your family. Absolutely. So that that bothers her a lot, actually. Sure.
1: So, you know, there again, you know, we've, we talk about long-term care, we talk about estate planning, reach out to us, you know, America's um, Medicare Associates, for myself personally, uh, America's Retirement Headquarters, we've got everything you need here to go through and, and get coverage and get answers uh, to the questions you may have that are, are keeping you up at night.
2: Yeah, with everybody here in the office and all of our vast years of experience, there's not many things we haven't seen or dealt with. Exactly. So, you know, and, and with our own personal lives as well. I know my mother's 67 and she's about to retire here May 20th. So she'll be in the office talking about Medicare and all these other health insurance decisions that quite frankly, I'm I'm a little afraid to talk about. So I'm glad sure. we have you in the office because <laughs> I don't want to think about it, but I know it has also has to be done. So. That's a uh, you know kind of a plug for America's Medicare associates. Absolutely, but uh, yeah, we're not necessarily looking forward to it. But I know it's something that has to be talked about and has to be dealt with.
0: It's certainly uh, as as you guys have both said, you know, not necessarily going to be the easiest conversation to have. But I can assure you, it is much easier than uh, not accounting for it because indecision is ultimately a decision, and then having to go well, what do we do now? How do we make ends meet now because we didn't account for these? We've been covering the the oh crap moments of retirement planning, the things that can derail finances, as these guys have said, you know, life happens. And when life does happen, it is rarely an inexpensive thing. Sometimes it's for the better, but more often than not, it is going to cost you. So developing a plan to take into account, uh, you know, there is going to be inflation. There is going to be uh, healthcare issues down the line. We certainly hope long-term care isn't in the cards, but 70% chance these days if you're 65 or older. So Uh, it would be kind of foolhardy to not account for that. So taking the steps to avoid those becoming retirement busters down the line all starts with a simple phone call, 419-794-3030, or go online to America's americasretirementheadquarters.com. The Masters, which just wrapped up. And if you watched the tournament a couple weeks ago, you may have noticed something uh, you don't see every day, and that is pay telephones. That is because Augusta National, well, they ban all cell phones, but pay phones are they're on a Money Talks News website list of things that are or soon will be obsolete, maybe not at Augusta National, but I don't actually know the last time I saw a, a phone booth. So uh, you guys have the list there. What are some things that we grew up with that well, that you see going away for good?
1: Well, you know what? This is uh, We're going to have fun with this. This is a fun topic because... Um, you know, we've got some young people in the office and some of these things they have never heard of in the first place, so they don't know really that they're actually going away, you know? So we used to have a lot of um, uh, the neighbors, we would have our little fire pit talks out in the backyard and maybe have um, adult beverages. And one of the things that everybody would laugh at me about is we would talk about, do you think that the 100 years from now moving forward versus the past hundred years what was the most influential years and i always say the past hundred years and here's why here's here's my reasoning for this okay so a hundred years ago we went from horse and buggy no cars to cars we went from no electricity to electricity no computers to computers. No phones to phones. Well, the next hundred years, we're going from cell phone to a better version of a phone. We go from a vehicle, gas to electric to maybe a flying car, but you still have something that you're enhancing on. So that's always been my argument. We went from nothing to something which was tremendous. Now we're going from something to something better. I don't know. They all laugh at me, and they everybody disagrees with me. And maybe it's just because they want to disagree with me. But <laughs> that's my two cents on that. How, how about that? Any any two cents on that?
0: So what you're saying is I, is the best years are behind us? Is that what you're you're alluding to?
1: Well, no, I'm not saying. It, but well, gosh, it did sound like that, doesn't it? No, not, the best years aren't behind us. The best years are ahead of us but the most influential years um, were behind us. So let's go through this list. Take a couple of these things. Cash, for example.
2: I personally like this one. I I hearken back to my days of being a poor college student, and I remember this coming up back then, and I graduated from college in the late 90s. Uh, I remember them saying, pretty soon we're going to be a cashless society. I said, oh, wait, I'm already prepared for that. (laughs) (laughs) Done and done.
1: Right, right. I, I don't carry much cash jason you carry cash do you swipe the
3: only time i have to carry cash is my uh kids uh sporting events sure and t- t- my daughter's always hitting me up for cash Yes. <laughs> at yes. Some yes.
1: Point. first national bank of dad exactly yeah. checks um, checks are another thing i mean you know venmo this is funny because um you know I, as everybody knows i've been traveling a lot with my daughter uh, in our senior year of, of college softball and i've got a couple of dads we travel together and and we split everything And they Venmo me and I'm like Venmo I didn't even know how that worked and and this is funny I mean don't don't laugh it (laughs) so I I had some I had to Venmo somebody else and they came up with a balance and it said you've got fifteen hundred and fifty some odd dollars balance in your Venmo account and I'm like I look at my wife and I go what the heck is this I don't know what this means she said well, that means you got cash, you got money in the Venmo account. I go, well, I thought it automatically went to my checking account. She says, no. you got to move it. You have to actually move it. Mm-hmm. I, it was like another payday, right? I got 1500 <laughs> right? bucks now in my checking account I didn't know I had. Shopping malls. I mean, we have, in, in our area here, we have the outside walking malls. I mean, I guess Franklin Park's still a, a shopping mall, but those are, are far and few between. Calculators. I mean, our cell phones have got calculators on them, so we use our cell phones for all of the calculators. One of my
2: favorite articles, it, it, well, it's kind of a meme now, but it it showed an old Radio Shack ad. Radio Shack used to take out an ad in the paper, full-size sure. ad, and everything on that <laughs> ad is now in your cell phone. So it was a GPS, it was oh, a yeah. radar detector, it an alarm clock. Everything that was on that ad is in your cell phone.
1: I remember the first um, GPS, we uh, got it for my uh, mom and dad. It was the TomTom. I don't know if anybody remembers the TomTom, but it was was an actual, that's all it was was a GPS. You know, like you said, you know, now we can take a phone call and GPS directions. Uh, You know, that leads to one of them on the list here is uh, paper maps. You know, I remember when I got my license, I had to map out the route from point A to point B, and I actually had to... Route it and map it and give it to the instructor, and they had to follow, you know, the the instructions. I they don't do that anymore. I'm I'm sure of that. Um, uh, Jeremy, this is you know go back to what you said. College textbooks. Mm -hmm. I mean, those are a thing in the past. I know I spent a
2: lot of money on college textbooks. Absolutely, 150 dollars, and then you go to tournament, they'll give you like 12 bucks. If you're lucky, (laughs) you get 12 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Desktop computers.
1: I mean, it's crazy. You know, this here that I'm using here is a laptop computer, but um, desktop computers—the big, those are uh, paperweights or um, uh, boat anchors now. I think, cursive. Well, I've never written in cursive. <laughs>
3: <laughs> they haven't taught that in my my kid's school for several years. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. They, that's, they that's, have no idea.
1: No. No. No clue. Sharing school photos. Well, I won't, we won't go how, how old I am with that <laughs> one, <laughs> signing the yearbooks and the old photos. But now, you know, it's different, though. This is one of those things, like I said, you know, the old sharing photos. You can still share your photos, but you just share them out of the photo album on your phone, and you can send those all over the place. Mm-hmm. Printed magazines. I mean, a lot of you can read some anything you need to know about on um you know youtube our how to series is out on on youtube as well um, no,
2: that the magazine's kind of upsets me i remember when i was like 13 back in 1987 my godmother got me a subscription to sports illustrated at the time and it was to me the greatest thing of all time and then i would look forward to once a week you get it and it'd be you know the the one back in 87 had the the tigers had won the uh, pennant so i used to love getting that sure printed copy and now it's uh, so, so some of these things although technology is great some of these things i hearken for the you know times of the past i'd love to have that physical copy of the magazine
1: absolutely and then alarm clocks kind of rounds out the list that we had here and i know there's there's several other ones out there but um uh, those are some of the the, the things that um uh, probably are not going to withstand the test of time. Uh, how about you, Chris? You got anything out there to share?
0: You know, there's so many of those out there that uh, seem to have been made obsolete solely by the cell phone. You know, the cell phone kind of does all those things, as, as Jeremy was talking about earlier, you know, that Radio Shack ad, which Radio Shack is another thing that has, has gone by the wayside. But uh, That's obsolete, yeah. <laughs> yeah but, uh, you know, uh, CDs, uh, not certificates of deposit like we were talking earlier, but compact discs, yep. tapes, uh, vinyl has has withstood the test of the time because some things are are still classic and there's there's nothing like it's actually seen a, a resurgence as of late uh, but there are some things that yeah. may seem old-fashioned but are definitely still uh you know useful and, and one of those things because I'm going to turn the conversation towards retirement because that is what I'm here for is having that human element when it comes to creating your plan there are of course those robo advisors online we, we've we've talked mm-hmm. about them before but uh, it's, it doesn't know all the ins and outs it can't plug in all the different variables. So let's talk really quick about about the things that uh, have stood the test of time and, and things that, uh, you know, maybe thanks to advances in technology in the financial realm that uh, are worth taking another look at.
1: Well, that's, that's a great point and a great lead in because, you know, one of the things uh, that uh, I feel a lot of people um, – with in in our industry, a lot of people will actually go out and shop online, mm-hmm. but you still buy in person a lot of things. You know, some of the tangible items. You know, you you can buy. Uh, you know, your your. I mean, my wife loves the fact that the doorbell rings on a daily basis and the Amazon Prime <laughs> shows up. But when you're buying um, services like what we offer, you don't want to purchase those things. Um, online or call an 800 number and i tell people all the time i had a client that actually picked up the phone and tried to get a hold of joe namath i mentioned that several times and (laughs) he did nothing but completely mess up his account he called me back and said he made a big mistake um one of the things that that kind of leads us right into our our guest here jason and and that is the importance of having network available Uh, and when I say a network I'm not talking the internet I'm talking networking with other businesses and people of like kind so Jason welcome to the show I appreciate it why don't you take a few minutes and tell us a little bit about yourself and and what you do with BNI
3: so what BNI BNI is an organization that exists purely to generate warm good quality referrals for its members. Uh, BNI tends to attract a lot of small business professionals throughout the area. Uh, It's an organization that I got involved with myself as a small business owner uh, about 17 years ago now so it's definitely helped me grow my businesses and it's helped a lot of others throughout the region.
1: How long has BNI been around as far as you know? So
3: BNI, as far as I know, has <laughs> been around since 1985.
1: 1985. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So we've been
3: been uh, fine tuning this for many, many years.
1: That's fantastic. That's fantastic. So a couple of weeks ago, we actually had Kristen from the Maumee Chamber of Commerce in. Um, and I, I believe you know her I, and. Um, Take a minute, if you would, and give us an idea on the difference in B&I and the Maumee Chamber, or the Chambers in general, sure. for that matter. Not the Maumee, but in Chambers in general.
3: Absolutely. And we work very closely with the Chambers of Commerce. We actually recommend that all of our members belong to Chambers of wow, Commerce okay. in the area. Uh, we definitely believe that's the best way to expand your networks and get to know a lot of uh, a lot of great professionals throughout the area. Uh, but the biggest difference, BNI, I would say, is a very intentional approach okay. to business networking, where chambers of commerce are very very good at building visibility for yourself and your business within the community. Okay, uh, BNI is very very focused on building the depth of a relationship really building that trust which as we were just talking about is one of the things i don't think is ever going to go away sure, mm-hmm. uh, sure. a lot of people uh, need that trust to be established before they really um, can feel comfortable referring their best their best friend their family members mm-hmm. coworkers clients so that's really where BNI is uh, is uh, far more intentional to, in developing trust.
1: I had someone ask me um, um, this past week, what exactly does the chamber do and what exactly is a chamber? And, and I explained to him, I says, well, if you go to a different town, the chamber, you know, you can look and, and do a Google search on uh, things to do in this particular area. And a lot of times the chamber pops up. So the chamber will help you with that, but with BNI, and I was a member of BNI many years ago, and I, I know the value of BNI and how it works and how the networking. In I love the way you said that. It's a very uh, intentional. Mm-hmm. I like that concept. I like that idea because that's exactly what it is. You know, you don't you don't join the BNI networking group and, and just to get your name out there. If you don't participate, you get nothing out of it.
3: Oh, Would uh, that be a fair absolutely. statement? Uh, the analogy I like to use is it's just like a gym membership. And you, uh, oh. every one of us, we, we, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 myself, I'm not a gym member it, actually, <laughs> It's, uh, but it, you can join a gym, but if you don't use it and if you don't use the equipment properly, then you're not going to achieve the results you want. And BNI sure. is very, very similar from that aspect.
1: Yeah. That's that, that makes perfect sense.
3: So, so with, with,
1: with B&I, am assuming that you have monthly meetings still. I know back when I was a member many, many years. It might have been back in 85, to be honest with you. Um, it wasn't that long ago. But um, I'm assuming you hold meetings on a monthly, weekly. Tell us a little bit about how you, we can get involved and how the meetings actually flow and, and, and what to expect with, with the meetings for sure. B&I.
3: So every B&I uh, meeting in the entire world, uh, and there's over 10,000 chapters oh, around wow. the world, uh, but every B&I meeting runs a 20-point agenda. And they're still fun meetings, but they're very structured as well to make sure that uh, all the members are getting the most return on investment uh, out of those meetings. But they are done uh, on a weekly basis. And the... Uh, best description I can give is uh, if a member thinks of themselves as a um, sales manager for their business, everybody in that room is serving as your sales team. And just like any sales team, you want to get together and meet with that sales team on a regular basis. So that's why every meeting uh, is or every chapter, I should say, meets on a weekly basis.
1: Okay, so um, let's take a quick second how if if someone wants to get involved or wants to get a hold of you and inquire about it do they get a hold of you first or is there a team that you have put in place how can somebody reach out and and get more information about
3: BNI so what uh for northwest ohio here the best direction is definitely just calling our office uh, okay. or sending us an email um that's and we, we will help to find them a chapter that meets their needs. We've got chapters that meet at a wide variety of uh, days and times. So it's really about finding a place that is going to work well for their schedule.
1: So I know that um, uh, you and myself um, and several of the other people around the building here in America's, America's Retirement Headquarters, we were here during the COVID. How did COVID change the way the BNI I Handled their meetings. Um, I know, with uh, when we talked to Kristen um, a couple of weeks ago, she said they did a lot of the um, Zoom meetings and things like that. How did BNI get impacted? Was it positive, negative, and did membership increase or, or did did it work out well for BNI?
3: Um. It was definitely a change. Let's put sure. it that way. Uh, and there, were, just like most small businesses out there, there were uh, there were challenges during that timeframe, and there were uh, definitely those hidden uh, hidden diamonds in the rough, sure. uh, if you will. Uh, so, the we also had transitioned to Zoom meetings. So okay. every one of our chapters worldwide transitioned to running online meetings. And while that was initially met with a little bit of resistance because it definitely was not traditional way of uh, of doing things, uh, it's opened up a lot of opportunity for us uh, as well. So uh, we've found ways to help our members uh, reach a much wider base of uh, professionals throughout the world where without that technology, uh, we would not have been able to accomplish that at all sure sure
1: i and i think i i think the one thing that COVID did teach all of us is there's a way to still operate and get things done um and i think it's more accepted today because i personally am the type of person that likes to meet with people face to face Mm -hmm. i mean that's what i like that's what i need that's what i thrive on um and the zoom meetings I did a few of those I still do a few of those you know some of my clients that are up in Michigan you know a couple of hours north and and they say you know don't bother driving up there for just one meeting so I'll do that zoom meeting with them but you lose a little bit of that personal touch um, as far as I'm concerned and I know some of the meeting the the, you know the I'm sure the BNI members you know like you mentioned earlier, building that trust and not having that personal face-to-face, seeing the uh, body language when you talk to someone, you can read people, and, and it's hard to read people when you're looking at them on a computer screen. Absolutely, yeah. You know, I mean, it's—I just think that's very difficult. Um, but you know, that's the way—that's where things are today. And that's—do
3: um, you still hold some meetings that are, are virtual? So I. Uh, Every one of our chapters that had transitioned to uh, virtual meetings, is they're all back in person now. Oh, good. Uh, but it, since then, we have launched both hybrid chapters that are meeting in person one week of the month and then virtual the remaining oh, wow. weeks. And then uh, we also just recently launched a brand, brand new 100% virtual chapter. So the uh, the idea there is some people prefer those options right and so now we've got uh, a wide variety of options to meet everybody's needs i wonder how that's relatively new right correct yeah the, those so
1: the numbers aren't in yet
3: yeah, the, correct oh. the numbers aren't quite in yet uh but it, even throughout uh, covid mm-hmm. though the last couple of years that we were 100 percent virtual we actually generated uh, our members i should say generated more revenue for each other throughout covid uh, meeting virtually than they had the years previous so so
1: so i know a weekly commitment for me and for some other business owners out there you know if if i'm trying to do a weekly commitment october through um you know december 15th for me that's the annual enrollment period that's my busiest time you know i'm i'm having 50 appointments a week it's very difficult for me to get away absolutely but if I had a a virtual meeting, I might be able to pop in on that for a short period of time, pop back out, and head to my next appointment. So I would think that maybe a a, a totally virtual um, chapter might generate some better revenue for them. I mean,
3: you have that flexibility. Sure. Well, but to your point, I think the face to face is still important. Absolutely. And so a lot of those members that belong to a virtual chapter spend a lot of time face to face as mm-hmm. well. They're, they're getting together for a cup of coffee, go, going and grabbing lunch together. And so they're, it's uh, through that blend, they get the best of both worlds.
1: So I know you mentioned uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of 10,000 or more chapters throughout the um, um what well, basically worldwide right yeah,
3: correct Worldwide, 75 countries around
1: 75 way. countries yep. with bni uh-huh. that's phenomenal and, so do you have
3: i do not run all of them <laughs> <Okay. laughs> just to be clear
1: all right all right um so so in the local chapters you have here in northwest ohio area how many members would you guesstimate having
3: Uh, So I can actually tell you exactly. Oh, okay. Uh, We we currently have 605 members throughout Northwest Ohio here. Wide variety, every profession you can possibly imagine in the area. So we've got, those members are in 28 different chapters throughout Northwest Ohio.
1: So in each one of your chapters, do you have, uh, say, for example, I wanted to get into a a chapter um, in, in Maumee. And what if there were one or two or five other people like me out there, would you try to put me in a different chapter so you don't dilute that chapter with all um, health insurance guys or financial advisors?
3: Absolutely, and and that's one thing I actually should have said in terms of how we are different from many other networking groups is that we only have one person per profession in each chapter. And what that really allows us to do is to maximize the uh, the um, return on investment for each person. Absolutely, in that, that well, period. I could definitely so, see value there. Uh, absolutely, and if if you go to a meeting and you've got uh, six other health insurance representatives there, and I have a referral to pass, who am I going to give it to? Right. But if there's only one person, and I can really build a deep relationship with that individual. I will just trust sending them uh, my my referrals.
1: Well, that's the one thing that I enjoyed um, being part of the BNI is you build not only do you build business relationships, but you can actually build personal relationships in these in these chapters and in these meetings as well, which which I thought is great. Now, do you have any outside funding for bni or is all of your funding and resources from the membership fees and, and dues that you have
3: so so 100 percent of the funding for bni comes from membership dues so our, our okay. members do pay okay. uh, membership fees to be part of uh, part of the organization
2: that's great do you guys have events or is it just your meetings like i know we talked with the chamber and they do networking events but do you have those or is it-
3: and that's a great question uh over the last few years we have tried to uh incorporate more and more and more events into uh into bni northwest ohio here uh because there are a lot of opportunities to cr- network cross chapter and pass referrals uh between the different groups
1: Okay. Do you work with any other organizations? Like, do you, um, I know I keep saying this, um, and I know they're not direct competitors of yours, but but like the Mommy Chamber, the Toledo Chamber, um, other organizations out there, do you do you work with them for different fundraisings or different events? You know, it's nice to see BNI here. It's nice to see, uh, well, like, for example, last week we had Amanda held with hooves on, and I asked that very question to her. Do you work with other organizations that offer uh, support for people with PTSD and in, in, in troubles going on. So does the BNI network do that?
3: Uh, funny enough, we have an event coming up with Hooves uh, oh, in, awesome! In just a few weeks here. Awesome. So yes, we're working very closely uh, with their organization. We work very closely with the chambers uh, okay. in the area. And uh, where BNI actually belongs to many of the chambers throughout mm-hmm. Northwest Ohio and okay. they belong to many of the BNI chapters awesome. as well so it uh, we, we try to work very closely together
1: all right wonderful well uh, Jason thank you very much for for joining us I really appreciate it um, it's it's great to uh, uh, you know help out and talk with those organizations that are helping out the uh, uh, the 419 area uh, that's why we do what we do with our second half of our show, and um, uh, we've had some great organizations on, uh, just like yourself. And um, I want to I want to thank you for that.
3: Thanks for having me today.
0: We truly do appreciate it, Jason Mattis, Executive Director of BNI Northwest Ohio. To find a chapter near you, it's really easy. BNI NWO, as in Northwest Ohio. You get it. dot com. Uh, you can click on Find a Chapter right there uh, and and figure out a a time and a location near you. Uh, BNI NWO. dot com committed to the 419, just like America's Retirement Headquarters is committed to the 419 to reach out to discuss anything that we've discussed this week about retirement or questions that you may have when it pertains to your retirement. 419-794-3030. You can always find them online, America's americasretirementheadquarters.com. com. want to thank you so much for joining us today here on America's Retirement Headquarters. Please have a great week. Have a safe week ahead of you. And guys, as we uh, wrap up here, I want to leave you with the final word.
1: Well, once again, I would like to thank uh, Jeremy and uh, Jason for sitting in. And I'll leave you with this. Find your style and stick to it.
0: America's Retirement Headquarters is located at 1700 Woodlands Drive in Maumee, Ohio. You can reach them by calling 419-794-3030 or online at americasretirementheadquarters.com. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles Discussion not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Nolan Baker is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the...